Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. And today we're going to be talking about some NFL football. Football, which you would think would be played by professional teams, uh, you know, except the Cowboys. (laughs) One of ours is professional. (laughs) And it's shockingly not the one anybody thought (laughs) at the beginning of the year. There was... Very much a flip, probably. Actually, I have no idea how, how people were thinking the Browns would do this year. There's always hope because they got a ton of talent because this year is their third coach in as many years. And they were like, hmm. Yeah, I can see that being problematic <laughs> <laughs> for a team's ability to win over the long, not having continuity of coaching. And this is the Cowboys uh, coach first year at the Cowboys. And it shows pretty hard. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we missed two weeks, and unlike in the college world, this was not a very COVID week. They played both times. Cowboys two weeks ago played the Ravens, which were usually a pretty good team, at least as far as I can tell. Did they win the Super Bowl, or did they just go to the Super Bowl? No, they, they lost. They lost to the Saints, right? No, they lost to the Chiefs. That's right, the Chiefs. They went to the Super Bowl last year. That's right. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Chiefs, who then went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking about a way older game where I think they <laughs> lost to the Saints years and years ago. Yes. <laughs> Less than 10, I think, but maybe not. All right. So Cowboys played the Ravens. They looked a lot better than the week before with the uh, Washington football team. I think the Washington football team final score was 1741. Final score against the Ravens, Ravens 34, Dallas 17. So again, only 17 points scored. More than half of those points were scored in the first quarter. (laughs) Whereas before, we we had to be in a deep, deep deficit before we started playing the ball. (laughs) So Andy Dalton at quarterback again. It's kind of the same story as we've been telling all year. Well, actually, there hasn't been the same story with the Cowboys all year. But they looked okay. They didn't look good. They looked like they got better. Elliott ran the ball. He ran for 77 yards, which was a lot of uh, yardage for him to put up. He had 18 carries. Average is 4.3. That's pretty good. I finally felt like, okay, Elliott's now finally doing the job we're paying him for. We're still paying him too much, (laughs) (laughs) but he's actually doing his job now. He's running the ball. They're getting forward progress. They're getting downs. You know, we ended up getting two touchdowns during the game. Dalton's not doing bad. He's not great either. He sails plenty of balls too high, too far. He had one interception, you know, two touchdown throws. He's 31 for 48 in this game, which is okay. Not great. Pollard doesn't do that great this game. You know, C.D. Lamb, unfortunately, dropped the ball at a critical moment at the very end of the first half. Very Coming down the very end of the first half, there's a drive that the Cowboys make in like, I don't know, a minute and a half, maybe less than that. And it's effectively a Hail Mary into the end zone. There's nine Ravens and like two Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb's one of the Cowboys, but he jumps over everybody and he has his hands on the ball and he could have caught it, brought it down and it would have been a a Dallas touchdown going into the half and the ball goes through his hands. So Lamb has a, has a habit of dropping the ball when he needs to catch it. Gallup solid. The defense didn't look absolutely terrible. They allowed a touchdown every inning. Or not every inning, damn it. <laughs> every quarter. So they allowed a touchdown every quarter and uh, two field goals, both in the second and the fourth quarter. So they did 
better than I thought they were going to do. You know, this was an away game for the Cowboys. They're one and five away. It means there are two and however many at home. So <laughs> two and four at home. So I didn't expect them to win, but it it was encouraging. So that, that's kind of that's kind of my takeaway from that game. Oh, I mean, that's good. <laughs> the Cowboys can do something encouraging this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that week, uh, the Browns played the Tennessee Titans. This was a big game for them. They were coming off, guess, a three-game winning streak off of some easy teams. And this was considered one of their first tough playoff-worthy teams, you know, that a team that really, when the Browns facing off of them, would show what kind of team the Browns are. And they were playing in Nashville. So there was a, I wouldn't say a lot riding on it, but there was a good good amount riding on it because it would show just, you know, how good they were. And they, the offense came in and really took care of business. Like it was everything that you want to do, that you hoped to and expected out of Baker Mayfield. You know, uh, he was just phenomenal. 25 for 33 passing, 334 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions. Quarterback rating 147, which is super high for the sixth game in a row. He hadn't thrown an interception. He was throwing the long ball well. Bootleg plays were run incredible. And it was just all very kind of surprising. I mean, not that Tennessee isn't really known for their defense, but it was expected that their defense would have done a little better. But Baker Mayfield just put on a show. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they both did their jobs, you know, each running. Chubb got a rushing touchdown. In the first half of that game, the Browns at the end of the first half were up 38 to 7. They put up 38 points in the first half. And the defense surprisingly held the Tennessee to only a touchdown, which is really something because they've got a really beat up defense. Uh, A lot of their starters were out. And so it was kind of nice to see. But then kind of where we're seeing the problems with with the Browns, since they were up 38 to 7, the offense didn't really try to put up numbers. They tried to take time off the clock and Tennessee got back into the game towards the very end. We were, you know, still up by 21 points and then Tennessee within the last four minutes of the game put up two touchdowns and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of started seeing that. I was like, ooh, Titans are starting to roar, come roaring back. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, an onside kick and we took care of business, you know, that way. Like I said, it was it was really something to see Baker Mayfield being the quarterback that, you know, as Browns fans, we'd all had expected of him, hadn't seen since his rookie year. And it just seems like he's getting more comfortable and that this offense is just really jiving with him and that the players are really doing well. Of note for both of us, the one thing we have in common is that both being AM fans, two AM players played in this game, one on each side, Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Browns. And Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Titans, and Miles Garrett did get a sack on his former teammate uh, Ryan Tannehill. I don't think they ever played together. No, they weren't there the same year. No, because Tannehill was while I was there. I mean, that was a little over a decade at this point. <laughs> Garrett, he's only been in the NFL two years now, right? No, he's uh, on his third year. No, no, no. I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought Tannehill was there while I was there. 
but yeah, it was really an exciting game and incredible to see it like that. You just walked away going, yes, the Browns can be a contending team and you can start talking about them. Like maybe they won't just make the playoffs. Maybe they'll win their first game. Also surprised, I believe that was the same week that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Let me just repeat that for those of you that might understand the NFL. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, who at the time were 11-0, and lost to the Washington football team. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad all around. So what did that mean? That meant that the door had just creaked just a neatsy bit open for the Browns to possibly win the division. And that door opened up a little bit more when we come up to this week when they lost yet again to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills not being quite as bad as the Washington football team, but uh, luckily for everybody, the NFL is not a beauty contest. Uh, like college football. So <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad your opponent was that beat you. One loss is only one loss. <laughs> well, yeah, but this year the Buffalo Bills are actually good. Right. Well, yes. Kind of. A, it made you excited because you knew that the following week the Browns were going to play the Baltimore Ravens and hoping to get a little bit of revenge since the, the Ravens kicked uh, the Browns' ass uh, the first week of the season. But now we got our stuff together. We looked like a good team and getting excited for a primetime game on Monday. Yep. So anybody who doesn't know the history behind the Ravens, the Ravens, the Baltimore was not a team until 2000. So before that, there was no team in Baltimore. Art Modell, who's the owner of the Browns, moved the team yeah, <laughs> from Cleveland to Baltimore and turned them into the Ravens. Like almost literally in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he had to do it that way because the honest truth is as bad as the Browns have been for so, so very long. Their fans are diehard, 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 diehard fans. Oh, yes. The Browns were one of the original, like the original football teams from the start of the NFL. Yeah. They were a team before there was a Super Bowl. (laughs) Right. And they have national championships from before that time, you know, back when they were good. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Back before the Super Bowl was a thing. So them getting the was a big deal. Like, I don't know how many death threats Art Modell had, but I'm pretty sure he had to hire lots of private security. (laughs) (laughs) And never stepped foot in Cleveland ever again. (laughs) So anytime the Browns play the Ravens, it's sort of like a, just from a human being standpoint, I want the Browns to beat them. (laughs) (laughs) To go along with this storyline, there were people who said that the two saddest moments in their lives were number one, when their wife died and number two, when the Browns moved to Baltimore. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a really big deal. And there have been national sports uh, casters that have said that probably the most shocking and saddest thing to happen in sports. One of the, the shocking and saddest things in sports is Cleveland being moved to Baltimore. Yeah. But, you know, the next year, the Browns came back as an expansion team. Currently, the Browns are owned by a couple, Jimmy and D. Haslam. Jimmy Haslam is the CEO and founder of Pilot and Flying J gas stations. So oh. if you're a Browns fan and you stop in there, you're helping support the Browns. Woo. Cool. Okay. Cowboys Bengals. So you know, the Bengals haven't been good for about as long as the Browns. They kind of switch with the Browns as to who's the worst worst team in the league. There was a while there where the Lions were also in the mix, (laughs) you know, where the Lions went entire seasons without winning a game. I believe last year the Bengals didn't win a game or maybe it was two years before that. 
and the Browns got pretty close. I think they won one game both of those years. Well, not last year, but <laughs> last year they were like seven and nine. Yeah. The year before they were one and 15 and then they topped themselves by coming the second team in NFL history to go. Oh, and 16. Yeah. But you know, the Bengals have managed to pull that off too. So going into the game, not expecting great things from the Bengals. However, we're also part of the NFC least. So we've played the trash of the trash. <laughs> the Cowboys have played the Washington football team and the New York Giants and the, and the Eagles, which are all bad teams. Although apparently the Washington football team and the Giants sort of woke up. So, you know, I kind of figured it was going to be a good game because <laughs> it's like watching two terrible opponents, you know, fight it out. I wasn't just pleasantly surprised I was flabbergasted by how good the Cowboys looked against the Bengals. A part of that is due to the Bengals literally fumbling the ball. So they turned over the ball via fumbles three times, all in the first half. The first two of those happening back to back, their first drive and their second drive. (laughs) The first drive, they fumbled the ball. It's recovered. The Cowboys go down to score a field goal. Second drive, the quarterback fumbles the ball. And it falls out behind him, and it's one of the people who tackled him picks it up and runs in for a touchdown. So now it's like 10 to 0. And I'm like, whoa, what is happening? (laughs) Where did this Cowboys defense come from? Okay, we have no idea how they're putting this together. This is blowing my mind. So I'm watching this game. And through the rest of the game, effectively, the Cowboys dominate. They're good on offense. No, they're not great. There's several times where they get stalled but plenty of other times where they have what looks like a normal drive that an NFL football team that is professional puts together on a regular basis. (laughs) Um, You know, as crazy as that sounds, talking about the Cowboys, the the defense played well. And I, I can't tell how much of that is yeah, the Bengals are terrible because we're terrible. Like, <laughs> the Cowboys are awful this year. And to put it in kind of perspective, I said, you know, Ezekiel Elliott put up 77 yards up against the, the Ravens. He only put up 48 yards against the Bengals. The Bengals had the ball most of the time. <laughs> they had possession like two thirds of the game, only put up seven points. As I've said before, playing out against Alabama as AM, it's hard to win a football game when you turn the ball over three times. <laughs> Although, if I'm remembering that game correctly, it was turn the ball over four times. Because <laughs> I remember in that game, if you took away those four turnovers, we had an even score. <laughs> with with Alabama. But on those four turnovers, they scored three out of the four times. So it's hard to win a game that way. No real bright shining star as far as receivers or uh, rushing. Everybody got balls thrown to them. Everybody made perceptions and everybody ran for decent amounts of yards. It, it was kind of spread out. It, it, we looked like a functioning football team. Which, you know, we haven't done all year. <laughs> Even in the times where we had everybody healthy, where we had Prescott and we had we had more of our offensive line. Not that our offensive line has been that good the entire year. Even back in those games, we didn't look like a functioning football team, but maybe half, maybe a quarter of a game. In this game, we looked like a functioning football team the whole game. What that means for next week, I've got no idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this was week 15, so it took us 15 weeks to put that together. Maybe we'll have a good game next. next I can hope. I can hope, <laughs> you know, because we're playing against the 49ers at noon on Sunday. So obviously nobody expected to be a very good game because <laughs> it would be in the primetime slot. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's a, it's a noon game on Sunday. So, you know, hey, we had one good game this year. <laughs> I can say that. I said the Cowboys had a good game this year. That was the Cowboys versus the Bengals. Makes me kind of feel for the Bengals. But um, then again, not so much. So. <laughs> So let's move on to the to the big show. Yeah, this was a, a really big game. The Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Monday night football, week 13. Ravens trying to hold on to their playoff hopes. They were 7-5. and five. They had just come off the week, kill, um, not killing, but, you know, beating us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a lot of uh, anticipation for the game. But it turned out to be an incredible game. Uh, it, uh, it turned out to be a real shootout. First and second quarters, it was just back and forth, back and forth. At the end of the half, the Ravens had gotten the last touchdown, and then they got the ball at the start of the third. So at one point, they were up by 14. By the end of the third, they were still up by 14. So going into the fourth quarter, up by 14. And I think uh, it was somewhere in here that Baker Mayfield threw his first interception in seven games. Now, that's actually quite impressive, even for a regular quarterback. But Baker Mayfield's had a problematic history with uh, interceptions up until now. So... It wasn't as much of a big deal, but, you know, the Browns came roaring back in that fourth quarter. They get the the 14 points, and it was uh, with a minute four left in the game. The game was tied up. Here's where the drama came in. There was a little bit of hope that maybe the Browns could pull it off because Lamar Jackson comes out of the game. Lamar Jackson's the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Comes out of the game for cramps. That was at like halftime, right? No, 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 no. No? Okay. That was, it was towards the end because he was only out for like one series. No, I, I thought he went out mm, sometime during the third quarter, right? Or was it the fourth quarter going into the fourth? It would have been the fourth quarter because like he was only out for like one Baltimore series. And then it comes up to like fourth and like eight yards and he comes back into the game for the for the one play and they get the first down and then they charge it downfield. They get a field goal with two seconds left on the clock and that seals the game. So it was really, really exciting. The fact that Baker Mayfield again puts on another quarterback show shows that even when the Browns are down, he could put them back in the game. The one glaring problem was the fact that the defense just wasn't good enough in, in, in doing anything. They knew coming into this game that what they had to do was stop the run, stop Lamar Jackson from running. They couldn't do that. They did do one thing right, which was prevent him from being able to pass. But every time they they almost had him jammed up, he'd slip away and just take off. And so we couldn't stop him from running. And then there were some other mistakes. Uh, our, Our kicker, Cody Parkey, he missed a field goal. He missed an extra point. Little problems, but those little problems really weren't the big problem for this game but like i said it came down to the fourth quarter to the last minute to whoever had the ball last and it was just really really exciting so as a browns fan it wasn't as devastating of a loss as it normally would be because it you knew that the offense looked so good doing what they did and that there was just a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of bad planning that cost you that game, but you know that you could have beaten them. That in that with that offense, you could beat almost anybody <laughs> if you could just fix your defense. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me uh, very startlingly of the LSU Florida game because that was like a, that was a huge shootout. You know, there was quarterback. I'm not going to call it controversy, but there was quarterback stuff, 
you know, and then it came down literally to the last possession and who could or could not make a field goal. The fact is the Ravens field goal until the Dallas game had made the last like 70 plus field goals at 30 yards back. Uh-huh. He missed one during the Dallas game. So that reset his clock. But the honest truth is it was very unlikely he was going to miss. Right. <laughs> and that, that kicker is pretty is pretty you know, robotically good <laughs> at putting him between the uprights. Yes, he's considered the best kicker right now in, in the NFL. So, you know, when he came up, when I saw his face, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, very exciting series. Um, J- Jackson was out for two series, and he came back after their third string because their second string was out on injured reserve. The str- third string went down during during play. Right. He hurt his knee. Right. And so, you know, like, oh, what's going to happen then here he comes charging out and it was like written out of somewhere it was like written out of like a wwe wrestling match you know and and so the frustrated angry fan of me goes okay so what was he doing in that locker room really you know that he had to come out for air quotes cramps and that he just happens to come back on the field when they need him most and make a play you know apparently the conspiracy rumor mill right now is that he had to go use the bathroom yes that he had to poop like (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't sure if that was real, but, but now that you said that, I like, cause I, I was listening to Cleveland sports radio and they were saying that I'm like, Oh, I'm sure they're just making a joke. And you know, they weren't too, you know, full into it. But, but now that you said it, I'm guessing that was a real conspiracy theory that he had to poop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta go and you gotta go. It's not something you can just necessarily put on hold. (laughs) Typically, you know, this doesn't happen to normal football players on any sort of regular basis. So if he had to poop yeah. in the middle of the game, the question is, is what, why? What, what did you do differently why? with your eating yeah. habits you know, that you did on this weekend as opposed to others? I mean, that's what halftime's for, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, the angry fan, I mean, just goes, you know, what really happened? <laughs> You're right. It, it was like it was like out of a sports movie or something. <laughs> He comes back out of the locker room with his, you know, whatever guy and they're running onto the field and you're just like, hmm, (laughs) feel somewhat weird about this. Like I said, though, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you're not as heartbroken about it because your team looked good. You wanted to win, of course, and especially against Baltimore, but the loss didn't kick you out of the playoffs. No matter what happens for the rest of the season, you're going to have a winning record, which we haven't had in a very long time. Very long time. (laughs) More than likely, the odds are you're going to go to the playoffs for the first time since 2007. And even the sports news world is saying that Cleveland looked incredibly impressive, that Baker Mayfield looked like the quarterback that everyone had talked about when they were talking about him in a good way. Yeah, it was just exciting everyone you know the people were saying you know this is probably the best monday night football game in in a very long time well yeah and that's something we talked about uh when we talked about college football offensive games are fun to watch they just are and this <laughs> was a shootout like you look at you look at either team and you're like yeah if either of you had had your defense in any kind of order this would have been a different game but neither of you do <laughs> right so, so your offenses just kind of ran over each other which was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> uh-huh. What was really cool, we were talking about how fanatical Cleveland fans are. The stadium could only hold 12,000 fans. And even the sportscasters are going, these 12,000 are making you feel like the, that the stadium is full of the 68,000 that is the capacity. And you could kind of get that vibe even on the TV. The crowd felt 
energetic. They felt yeah. like they were really there. And even at one point, Baker Mayfield had to tell the crowd to, you know, simmer down. <laughs> and they were on the goal line trying to go in, and you just see him waving his arms to tell him to, you know, settle down. <laughs> I got to be able to talk to these guys. <laughs> Yell when they have the ball. <laughs> and that's, again, like a stadium that's, you know, one fifth of its capacity. <laughs> It's just like not last week, but the week before the AM game, they're like, Yeah, there are 27,000 kids in that state, you know, a stadium that holds 120 something. And that's the that's the biggest crowd in college football this year. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the, the coach and some of the other players, they're not taking the moral victory of it, which is good. Cleveland sports fans should take it as a moral victory because we haven't had a whole lot to to hang our, our hats on, you know, lately. So I will say uh, you guys did get, or the Browns, the refing was a little heavy handed, I think in the second quarter or the third quarter. Yeah. Second quarter. Um, and then, it, and then it like almost disappeared for the rest of the game. Yeah. It, it, it was, I, I was like one, one or two downs where there were like seven flags and I was just like, just play the damn game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understand the refs are there to make sure every place, everybody's playing fair. That's fine. But there is such a thing as over refing. <laughs> like you can tr- you can try and ref the game, and let's be honest, if you want to, you can call holding or pass interference on every town. <laughs> there were times where they were missing just blatant calls, blatant face masks, and whatnot. So you just yeah. the inconsistency, you know. But what's cool is uh, the Browns' next opponent is going to be uh, Sunday night against the New York Giants. Again, primetime game, Sunday night game. They're going to face off against the New York Giants. And there's a couple of uh, moving parts here that'll that'll interest the both of us. One, the former Dallas Cowboys coach, Jason Garrett, is the current offensive coordinator for the Giants, who is not going to be calling plays for the Giants this Sunday because he tested positive for COVID. Mm, okay. The coach that will be calling offensive plays is the former Cleveland Browns head coach, Freddie Kitchens. Really? Yes. He's a position coach with the Giants, and he is going to be calling plays to or giving plays to not Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. He is out due to, well, he's presumed to be out. This is on a we're recording this on a Thursday, and supposedly he's very doubtful for Sunday's game. His replacement, the next guy in line, is a quarterback named Colt McCoy. <laughs> May he die. <laughs> <laughs> so you know who Colt McCoy is. Uh, for those that don't, Colt McCoy used to be a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns many, many Many years ago. <laughs> and years before that, he was the star quarterback from a bastard university called Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of interesting that once again, the Cleveland Browns are in a primetime game where there are some things written to the outside that don't necessarily deal with the game that are almost theatrical. And to talk about it a little bit, but the, the New York Giants have really come alive with Colt McCoy. You know, we talk about the Giants suddenly coming alive. Well, guess who was suddenly at the helm because the starting quarterback was out? Mm -hmm. Colt McCoy. So you got to wonder, okay, maybe the other quarterback, you know, maybe this is a, um, what's his name? A Romo into Prescott situation where your starter gets hurt, the backup comes in, and lo and behold, the backup does much better (laughs) than the starter does. So that's kind of what it's looking like with Cole McCoy. It's impressive that – because he was playing at Texas, I think, when I was in school. Yeah, he got drafted in 2010. So he was playing in Texas when I graduated. 
or he came just after, but I think, I think he was in Texas when I graduated. And so I hated him with a burning passion. (laughs) (laughs) He smiles a lot though. So I I can't hold that against him, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. This game coming up because that, you know, that was something we sort of ran into when the Cowboys played the Giants, because then you had Jason Garrett calling the uh, offensive schemes against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, so now you've got kind of a similar situation with Freddie Kitchens doing that. Then you have a, a former, 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 former quarterback <laughs> <laughs> who honestly probably doesn't really care, but he kind of, he probably, along with the rest of the Giants fans, view him as an up and coming possible star for the team since it, since the team has done so well with him at the helm. So it'll be an interesting game because mm-hmm. even, even though they sort of come alive in the last two or three games, you know, the rest of the season, they suck. I mean, they lost to the Cowboys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is one that, that we're not expecting to be is like a fight, like a dog fight, like with Tennessee or Baltimore. We're looking at this one as that we should win this one, this one and the next one, which would be against the the Jets. So funny enough, <laughs> uh, two weeks in a row, we're facing both New York teams who both play New Jersey. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because New York's just awful, <laughs> just awful, just awful, just awful. So taxing, such a tax hole. That they were taxing and other NFL teams in order to play their games there. So they had to play somewhere else. All right. So that's NFL <laughs> this past week. Um, I'll be interested to see how the Cowboys do uh, this coming week. I, you know, I'm not expecting anything big or grand or anything at all, really. I'm honestly expecting a loss. But, hey, you never know. You never know. I'm expecting a win because the Browns have not lost consecutive games this season, which we cannot say that they have done, haven't achieved that feat in a long time. So, again, expecting the win, hoping for the win. Going to be very disappointed if they lose. All right. So, uh, anything else we're going to talk about foosball-wise? Got the playoffs coming up soon, and it's going to get exciting. I guess if that's true for both the regular <laughs> For NFL football and college football as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, from the college side, it's going to be a very interesting weekend. I'll probably end up watching football all day, which is not something I normally do. Normally, I just watch my one team and then and then go on. I thank our fans for listening in again. We appreciate your support. Uh, for everybody else who may be just hearing us for the first time, we do have a website, patthefatman.com, and a Patreon Head on over there if you'd like to support our podcast. All proceeds go to paying our editor, <laughs> who makes this uh, listenable and, and cuts out a lot of the rambling and the ums and the strings of silence <laughs> that, that occur when me and Bruce forget what we're talking about, which unfortunately happens more than you'd think. People are going to be so disappointed when they finally see if they ever hear us live. <laughs> like you guys, you guys are a lot more cut and dry over the podcast. Like, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> it's our attempt to stay on topic. <laughs> yes. So please uh, rate us as highly as you possibly can on whatever uh, podcasting service you use to listen to this. And we uh, appreciate all the love and support out there. This has been another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Stay classy. Go Browns.
No, I th- I thought that whole part was recorded. <laughs> nope, <laughs> it was recorded on my side. Whatever. <laughs> okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Everything's out of whack right now. <laughs> Talk about football. <laughs> Just drinking some haterade. <laughs> yes, I can feel it. I feel the haterade. So much haterade. Oh, <laughs> my